This is Brentel and Janelle. Be sure to check out our Journey of a Relationship podcast. Where we discuss all things relationship. The ups, the downs, everything in between. Search Journey of a Relationship on all streaming platforms. And thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Pop shit, nigga. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, what up, podcast land? It's the Corner 3 Podcast, your co-host, Brentel. We have co-host Kirsch and co-host Brendan on the line today. How are you fellas doing? All right, all right. Yo, yo, I'm doing good. Thanks. Thank you for being on the call, fellas. Um, We're going to start off with the money ball. Moneyball is, I said a couple weeks ago that I didn't think James Harden was going to be traded this season, and boy was I wrong. He was traded to Brooklyn for, what, eight picks up to 2027, and Karis Levert and a bunch of teams that got a bunch of mess. Jared Allen and Torin Prince went to went to Cleveland and along with the picks that Houston got, uh they got Victor Oladipo, Karis Levert went to Indiana along and they got they got Milwaukee's pick. Milwaukee's first round pick. So that's how that trade went down. Um I was wrong. I'm not afraid to admit it. And um, it happens. What What was you guys' reaction with the trade? Go ahead, Brendan. I yes, I was definitely. I I like right now. I kind of didn't have no words. I it came across my phone. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Is this? No, nah, he can't be really going to the net. Like, why is he going to the net, Tom? Right. Still don't make sense to me unless the Nets try to do something with Kyrie. But uh, I was a little sad and also with Victor Oladipo leaving, but I guess kind of um, with their little situation they had towards the end of the bubble or towards the end of the year last year, I'm not too surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Nets gave up probably a little too much unless um, I guess one thing for sure, they trying to win this year. <laughs> They're trying to win it this year. Um, but, yes, yeah, surprising. Very, very surprised, though, about it. I promise you that. Curse. My initial reaction is they won't make it out of the second round. You say they, you don't think they'll make it out of the second round? No, they, they lack depth now. They uh, lack defense. They lack um, shooting. And... To me, James Harden and Kyrie are the same player. Uh, Kyrie's a little more athletic and, um, uh, so like if he wanted to apply himself for defense, he, you know, it looks better than what James does it, but they're the same player. Okay. Um, I, I don't understand why you say no shooting. Do you mean like the bench or like, can you clarify that? I mean, I mean like, like pure shooters, like 
you can you know you can run them off screen and you know they're gonna get a bucket. They why? Should, you know why, don't, why don't you know they still got Kevin like that is because Kevin uh, KD's gonna be double. So what I'm saying is like if huh? if you could if he's being double, somebody's gonna be open. Who is that shooter that you can depend on? It's what? not James Harden or Kyrie. Why? Why oh, isn't it? They, so Joe, you got Joe Harris, and Sham is a knockdown shooter. I'm not saying that like that's like enough to compete with everybody, but they do have some shooting. But even with Kyrie, and, and you can't leave Kyrie or James Harden open if Kevin Durant's going to be double. You know what I mean? Okay, well, and, and that's not the only thing I said either. Like, who? Okay, if you look at if you look at their competition. Who's gonna um, Who's gonna guard Giannis? KD. Okay, okay, sounds good, but I honestly think KD who's, who's, would who's not get guard you. Huh? But okay, you, who's gonna nobody? Guard KD. But yeah, you're, you're, you're killing KD. Oh, oh my God! Listen, so don't, who's don't gonna guard Harden? Who's gonna guard Kyrie? Right. Who's gonna guard? Who's going to guard Durant? Now, you name one player for any other team. I can name three in one team. And who's going to guard? And, and like you just kind of said, they're going to try to double team one of them. Hold on, hold on. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. What would you say, Kirsch? I could collapse the paint with, like, if Kyrie has the ball and James is just sitting out there, I can collapse a little bit. Wait, wait, I don't respect. I don't respect James Harden as a knockdown shooter. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, well, we gonna see. All right. <clears throat> we gonna see. I mean, I I definitely disagree with that. But then yeah. they still got Joe Harris over there. And don't forget DeAndre Jordan. I don't think he got traded, did he? No, he didn't. Unless he's still there. there. He's still so, a body. They I mean, <laughs> he's just a who. But so, I I trust me. I don't think their depth is there like it was, but I mean, I think that went out the window kind of when you know, um, then when he got got hurt, at least at, at the guard position. And, um, and at the same time, with with those that big three, you're you're depending on Kyrie to stay oh. healthy. Uh, now KD has to play big minutes, and he's coming off a major injury. <laughs> not not playoff time. Playoff time, he playoff shape. He could, KD go give you 50 minutes if that's what he needs to do. If you're well, talking about time now, I agree. He's but, coming off a torn Achilles. Like, nah. Uh, all right, here we go. Here we it, go. It, here. It, Let me. All right. Okay. We're we getting off track, I'm sure. Right. It's it's fine. It's fine. This is good, this is good conversation. But I just want to interject. Um, You got to think that they're, they're going to stagger their minutes. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a, a big, a major chunk of James Harden running the show, while the other two aren't on the floor, and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So they can all get, so they can all eat throughout the game. And when that happens, and when that happens, you well, KD's gonna have to play the most, which that's not good for his injury situation. Um, they can't really play Kyrie and James Harden 
like the whole game together. It's not going to work. They're going to have to stagger minutes and like probably it'll probably be Kyrie running the second unit, which that's going to be uh horrible for the second unit. It should be probably James Harden running the second unit because he will pass. He's a willing passer while Kyrie isn't. Um, again, like I said two weeks ago, they had trouble playing defense as a team and team rebounding. And now they're not as deep. So that's why I'm like, ah, they not, they're not, they don't look as scary to me as they did two weeks ago. But you got an inexperienced first year head coach managing all those egos. We Superstars. know Kyrie has the ego. We, we know egos. Superstar egos. When you had a big three with LeBron, Bosch, and Wade, those were superstars that that were uh, team oriented. They were Bosch was willing to take a big back seat to those guys. LeBron was willing to play off and with D Wade. Is Kyrie really going to be willing to basically cut all his shit in half for Harden? Because he he's Chris Bosh in this scenario, but again, Eric Spoelstra was the first time coach. You know what I'm saying? He was a rookie coach when he got. But you had Pat Riley in that front office. Yeah, but you don't have Fra- Pat Riley in Brooklyn's front office. Right, but he wasn't on the floor though. You know what I'm saying? Spoelstra's a better coach. I think what y'all, I think what both of y'all are saying is legit concerns about the minutes. But I don't think we're talking. If we're talking about them winning the chip, I don't think those minutes and restrictions, any of that, has anything to do once it comes to the playoffs. Because it's all star and, power, and we, yes, and that's all. And they, I think they have enough offense to overcome that lack of defense they have. That's my personal. That's my opinion. And then I think even with Andre Jordan, he can play. I think Andre Jordan is the piece that we're probably not thinking about just because it's like oh. It's Andre. He's kind of a, a center power forward type of guy, and not doing too much. But I think uh, James Harden. They go. James Harden's gonna. I think treat him like a, a, a Clint Capella like type of mm. driving dish and throw it up. And I think Kyrie can do the same thing with Jordan. And I think Jordan will get some easy putbacks because people are so focused on the shooters or the non-shooters as as Kersey that. <laughs> That they're not even going to be worrying about the, the rebound as much, and he's going to get some easy, quick putbacks. Pretty soon, we know it. He's going to be having double doubles all the time. Mm. And then Jeff Green, uh, he's a lot older than he was, you know, a couple of years ago. But I think Jeff Green, this is a good fit for them and Jeff Green as well. But that's just my personal opinion. I haven't even actually watched the Nets um, really play this year yet. Um. But from the little bit I did see and, you know, the highlights, I think they're still going to be pretty decent. Um, and you're, you're, also, you're also assuming that uh, KD is going to play nice because remember, you know, their, the perception of his legacy was he went to Golden State and joined a 70-win team to get his first couple rings. Now he goes to Brooklyn. And you would, like, if it was just him and Kyrie and, you know, depth pieces, it wouldn't be looked at as, like, he needed a superstar team. If he was with Harden and Kyrie, it was definitely he needs a superstar team. 
Um, I mean, this this is what I'm saying. It, that, that's the business aspect. Now, I'm sure KD didn't have none. That's, that's part of the game right there, part of the business part of the game that is not affected. Um, I don't I don't think that really plays a part into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Why I'm bringing that up is, is I've mentioned egos, and KD is somebody that the media gets in the face. Okay. I think mm-hmm. I think Kyrie is Kyrie is the wild card. He's the biggest. He's like the most insecure of the three. You know what I'm saying? Um but to your point about the superstar team, he kind of went there. It it's different cuz he's the main guy. If LeBron can do it, KD can do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. It, it's something that's being built up from the ground now. You know what I mean? It's not like he went to this AFC team and got to play, and him and Kyrie went over there, and they had a ready-made team. And it, it's it's a totally different scenario now. Now they playing with just them three, and the, it's a whole new narrative. It's a whole new narrative now. Also, okay, so so un, over over under two rings for KD in Brooklyn with that with that team. Um, right now, As, it's, it's, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. They don't have enough depth, but Brooklyn would do what the fuck they got to do to get that. Obviously, and I I say go ahead. As if they stay together four years, if if what they have right now. Stay together four years? Mm-hmm. Yes. Over. I'm saying over. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I, I say they'll, they'll be lucky to make two finals. Okay. That's that's your that's your opinion. Um guys, have so have you guys been keeping up with Kyrie leaving? Um, just leaving the team. Have you guys been keeping up with that? Um, I know I haven't. I mean, I heard about it, but like, have I really looked into it? No. I mean, I just know, you know, he went to a, a gathering for somebody's birthday. His sister. Um, and so, you know, that led to the whole, you may have been exposed, so you can't come back for a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just on, on top of the time before that, or before he went to that gathering, um, he actually said he wasn't going to play in the game right after, if I'm not mistaken, the, the riot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, or the mo- Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, or, I mean, mob attack on the Capitol. Yep. Yep. I think... There's two different things that I thought about. Um, the video, his dad didn't look like he normally looks. His dad was looking a little different. Could it be a scenario where his dad is, he just found out his dad's sick. Kyrie's not, he's not the type of guy who could play through like outside turmoil. Um, his grandfather passed and that's when Shit start going left in Boston. Will we see 
a meltdown in Brooklyn. Two theories. Theory number two. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I should have posed that after this. Okay. Remember when he found out that his name was on the trade block in Cleveland? Does anybody remember that? Nope. I don't. Okay. I don't. The summer after they won the championship, his name was on the trade block, right? And he wanted to get the fuck out of there immediately. That's why everybody was like, oh, what is he doing? He wants to be the man, blah, 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 blah. Really, he had heard his name was on the trade block. He thought everything was cool. He thought Cleveland, he was a guy there. No, LeBron's there. He takes that personal, wants to get out of there, goes to Boston. Um, finds like everything happened with his injuries and his grandfather passing. He didn't handle that well and gets out of, gets out of Boston. I, I'm not, I, I pray that it's nothing's wrong with his dad, but with the capital, maybe his name was in a trade. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, he take that personal. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a pattern with him, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't think. I I mean, really, I I don't even know. I don't even really have no no thought on it because I really haven't been into it Mm -hmm. um, too much. I mean, like you said, I definitely hope it's nothing uh, serious to, like, that point where somebody, you know, hurt or sick or whatever the case may be. Hope it's just more so him just not feeling what's going on in the world today, and that's more so the reason than, you know, any illness or anything of that nature. Yeah, most definitely. That's That's what I hope for. That's what I hope for. I mean, that's understandable. It's understandable. It's reasonable, especially, you know, if uh, to be as like, in, well, as in tuned as he says he is, you know what I'm saying? I can see that yeah, getting yeah. upset. But also, there's another scenario. I was like, okay, did he, he heard that, okay, oh shit, they really about to pull the plug and, and, and you know, pull pull the trigger on this um, James Harden trade. It was kind of feeling like he didn't want James to come there early on. Now he back to being. Oh, you talking about when it was first rumored? Yeah, uh, that he that James wanted to come. Yeah, I got you, got you. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, all of these factors. Like, is this what's going on? But again, we don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. We'll find out later. <clears throat> got another question. Got another question. With like John Wall and Kevin Durant having this these great Achilles tendon surgeries. Did they go to Dr. Miami? <laughs> they had to. Have. They had to go to Dr. Miami. Um and did Boogie go to the DR for his surgery? That's what I want to know. Because his, what I mean, he's a bigger guy, but he didn't bounce back from his. <clears throat> I mean, but 
Maybe they learned from Boogie. Like, all right, we definitely not going to where he went. <laughs> well, Walls was before Boogie, though, right? Yeah, for sure. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. He Boogie tore his Achilles in um in New Orleans. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, he didn't. He tore it in uh, Golden State, didn't he? No, New Orleans. Oh, he tore his ACL. Wait, when did he tore oh, his yeah, ACL? Was that? Yeah, his quad. His quad was in Golden in Golden State, and then the okay. the ACL was in the like on the Lakers. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No wait. So wait, what was Golden State? His quad. He had he had tore his quad. And then, so, but then one got hurt at the and so he had three injuries or two. Three. Oh, Once man. he tore his Achilles, his motor, like his motors, like yeah. the motor of like how he runs and stuff, is off. Because you got you know you got to rehab muscles and stuff. That's why you got to take. Well. Go by the format of John and Kevin. You need to take extra time to get your to get your shit right. Yeah. But have you guys seen that? You know, Boston has been postponing games because there's COVID on the team. So I've seen it one day postponing more than one game. Yeah. Oh. Um. It was Tuesday, and the, uh, Tuesday was the Bulls, and, the, and then they they postponed the Mavericks too. But uh, not the Mavericks, but Magic with the new protocols. With like you know, you can't the players can't um, road players can't go to the each other's like rooms and. You got if you having team meetings, it got to be out on the court, spread out. Um, they're limited to a fist bump after the games. They can't really stand and talk with one another. They got to stay to their rooms. They can't be. They they took the list of certified restaurants to go to um, in cities. They took that away. Do you think this is going to be enough for them to get through the season? I think they've definitely been precautious, uh, overly. And then it's, it's, it's one of those double things where do I have enough players to play? Do we even have enough, uh, enough of the decent players to make it like, make somebody even want to watch the game? So I think it's a mix of that that's playing a part in it. Um, I think it's more so precaution and viewing. I think they would rather also be, seen as, hey, we taking these extra steps to ensure that we're not just doing it for ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely think it's it's a mix of they know they won't have good ratings and it'll look good for PR purposes. Hey, you think you think it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we just gonna fucking drag, we gotta, if we gotta drag y'all through the season, we're going to get y'all there. And in, in the playoffs, we're going to go to a bubble so we don't have any interruptions and we're able to just play through. It's the baseball method. I don't know if y'all are hip to what baseball did, but basically baseball was 
you know, the typical three, four game series, you know, if they had to cancel or, or sit out or whatnot, mm-hmm. then like once they got to the playoffs, um, I want to say the whole playoffs was in like Tampa or like they had two sites for National League, American League, and then like one site for the World Series. I believe that's how they did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's the rare reason the Dodgers won. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, no, but yeah, no. I think that is a good idea where they play in the same team twice, and uh, for the whole the travel part of it too. Yeah, uh, I think that, that that's that was a smart move. I think as well. So, um, since well, we're gonna say this right now. This is definitely temporary. Um, Georgetown basketball team got a five-star recruit and Aminu Mohammed. He just committed a couple days ago. He's a he's like a silky smooth shooting guard. And I think that's huge for Georgetown because they don't get any any commits worth a damn and they got one. So shout out to Pat. You did it. You probably not well you probably won't get fired this year because you got one. <laughs> Hopefully he don't decommit. I just had to get my homer team in there. Um, are you guys, well, just found some news. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal and Tracy McGrady, um, plan to start a sporting agency. And they already have like a, like a youth program where they, you know, work with, Young, uh, basketball players, but they're gonna, they're gonna call their agency the 7 1 Sports Group and Entertainment. I didn't know that they both live in Texas right now, so they got together, they're gonna work, work together to build a sports agency. I think it's dope because Tracy McGrady, well, do you guys think he's aging out of that group to where everybody knows who he is? You know what I'm saying? Like the younger kids, this generation? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Because I feel like I hear nobody. I honestly believe, I feel like I hear nobody talk about Tracy McGrady. Honestly. Damn. I was thinking about that when I was listening to uh, Agent Zero talk, Arena's talk the other day. And I was like, you know what? I feel like nobody talks about him. Or Tracy McGrady. Hmm. And I was just like, uh, why? What's... I think Tracy, it's like a little cluster of those hoopers. Like, um, Marlberry, Marlberry, Gill, uh, Derek Rose, Tracy McGrady, Brandon Roy. Like, those clusters are dudes that can really hoop, but they just like, didn't they didn't they didn't get to see it all the way through. Injury. You know what I'm saying? It was injuries that came in their way. Yep. Yep. It's tough. Yeah. Um halftime speech. I've been watching the narratives of everybody piling on Kyrie right now. I've been watching it have like have y'all been watching how like the headlines are being worded and how the TV talking heads are, are, are 
putting their words together when they're talking about Kyrie? I have. It's I been, actually have been paying attention. It's been very intentional, and they trying to sink him. He he makes it easy for him to to do this, but they piling on, and they're treating him. It's, they trying to throw him in the bushes. I'll just put it yeah, like it's that. Yeah, it's because he came at the media, you know, at the beginning of the year. Absolutely. Thank so, you so for now they like, yep. Yeah, they like, yes, we got him. Yes, or he helped us. It's now let's, yep. let's show him how media can really be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, because I was just about to go there. Uh, let's go. Crunch time. Uh, I thought about this just randomly. Um Top five NBA. Can, can, can I add, can I add a, uh, just a, a little piece in? Because I was, I was kind of sifting through the news and like, I get really irritated reading these Stephen A. Smith headlines. He, um, I guess, he supposedly said that Kyrie needs to retire. Yep. I personally feel like Stephen A. needs to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As out of nowhere, I just wanted to throw that. That was that was that was one of the the headlines that I had I had read too. That really made me like, nah, come on, man, relax. Everybody's piling on. Um, yeah. So crunch time. NBA top five NBA rivalries. Um, I'll go first. So you get. So at number five, I had Bill Lambeer versus Robert Parrish. They used to get it in. They was two bigs bumping um, in the 80s. They played a lot of playoff series against one another. They played a lot of, like, being in the same um, conference, or, uh, yeah, conference, Eastern Conference. They used to play each other four times a year. They used to bump, and you know how dirty the 80s was. They used to fight all the time. Definitely one of my top rivalries when I go back look at the tapes. Um, number four, I got, uh, oh shit, yeah, yeah. I got Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. Yep, I got that one. <laughs> they used to, they were just entertaining. It was like a wrestling match every, every game they played in the, in the finals. You know what I'm saying? And when they were on, because they was always primetime TV, you know what I mean? Like, Sunday afternoons, Chicago was like national fucking TV just for their home game, you know, their regular season games. So you got to see whenever Utah came into town or Chicago went to Utah, they was all, it was always some, some just greatness, great TV, great drama. For the games, because Dennis was a wild card. You never knew what he was going to do. Um, number three, I got. Mm, man, matter of fact, okay, yeah, 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 that's fine. I got John Stark and Reggie Miller. They used to get it in. Reggie got the better of John Stark. He had he would melt down because Reggie would get in his head, but he was unpredictable, and that. That made for great TV. They had some like important games in the Eastern Conference of playoffs, big moments. Reggie hit threes on John Starks. You know, they they had physical fights. It was fantastic. 
Um, <clears throat> that's what? One, two, three. One, two, three. Um, I got, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got, um, KG versus Tim Duncan. It really wasn't a rivalry, but it was fun to watch because these were two talented bigs in their primes at the same time. And it was just like, they had two different styles. KG was going to talk. Tim, he was a uh, quiet assassin, successful five-time champion. Fantastic to watch. It was like a chess match. Every possession, I loved it. Um, and this one is a no-brainer. Um, I got this at number two. Number two, I got Bird versus Magic, right? Bird versus Magic. That shit was like the stars and the universe lining up perfectly to make this lifelong rivalry. They, from high school to college to the pros. And when, when Magic, you know, announced that he had HIV, wasn't able to play. Bird said, felt like he had nothing to play for anymore. Like that's when y'all, y'all purposes connected. You know what I mean? And that's like, they were both born to be stars and to work uh, on the opposite ends of the scale to balance shit out. And they saved the NBA in the eighties. Um, and then number one, I'm going to say it's not a player, player. Rivalry per se, but I'm, I'm just going to say the Lakers versus the Celtics. Historic rivalry. And that's number one. And honorable mention, I got Goran Dragic versus Sasha Vujovic. Do you guys remember every time they played? It was like a, it was like a, a street fight in the alley every time they played because they had beef from the, um, their home countries. And they hated each other. It was, it was fantastic drama. It was, again, it was like watching fucking WWF and you didn't know what you was going to see because they were both like, ain't no telling. Well, that's the thing with Dragic. He's always been cool. You never seen him come out of his pocket and he, Sasha could get him out of his pocket and. They they came to blows before. Like it was crazy. Never seen anything like that. Um that's mine. Do you guys have yours? I did um I did mostly teams. Um, okay, that's fine. I didn't really order them and and stuff, but one of the first ones that came to mind was the uh the Lakers and Kings in the, oh, the early two thousands. Oh my god, yeah. Um, there was there was a couple times I thought the Lakers were going to lose that series. Um, the the obvious one, the Celtics and Lakers came to mind. Uh, the Pistons and Bulls. Um, even though you know Jordan finally broke mm-hmm. through, uh, there was a lot of years they Jordan wasn't uh, Jordan. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about rivals now. Yeah, it, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Wait, wait. That really wasn't a rivalry because the Pistons got the best of the Bulls and not oh, our, our wow. matchups. 
I done auto matched. Wow. That's a fact. <laughs> well, well, then I'm following up with another one that it it was a rivalry per se, but they didn't necessarily treat it like a rivalry, and that was the Warriors and the Cavs. You know, not too long ago. Yes, and then uh, so that's what three. Yep. And uh, let's see. Um, Miami, New York. In the, in the 90s, the late, late 90s. 90s. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was, and then, um, a player one, it was, it was not really a, a long lived thing, but it was like a real big thing the first couple of years they were in the league was, um, Iverson Marbury. Yep. Good times. Good times. I seen something on Facebook, the, um, this morning and, I looked, they, they showed Iverson's like MVP season and it was 20 years ago. And I was like, Jesus, for real? Crazy. But, but go ahead, Brendan. All right. So, um, y'all know I'm somewhat of a Bulls fan, right? Um, so I actually have the Bulls and the Pacers for those last three years. They were always facing the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I can definitely tell you, I actually moved to uh, Indiana about nine months in that that 97 season. And I tell you, I think I almost got in like four fights because I, I was a Bulls fan of Indiana. So, I mean, just that whole tension that was brought, I think, between the Bulls and the Pacers those last two to three years that uh, the Bulls won a championship. Um, we It was a dogfight, I, I think. Um, one of, I think, uh, the probably the only time I was kind of afraid that we probably wasn't going to make it out the East. Um, of course, another team, you know, I think the Bulls and the Pistons, and I strongly believe that the Bulls got the best of that because, you know, after the Bulls won, the Pistons kind of dismantled a little bit. I was just saying, uh, we haven't heard about the Pistons, you know, for another, what was that, about 12 years after that? That was the ending of era, but okay. You know, I guess he's the era killer. But, you know, that's what we did. Um, and I'll take uh, uh, see, pride in that. No, nah, uh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> hell okay. no. Nah. All right. See? <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody yeah, talk about Isaiah coming back from that. He broke his hand, his shooting hand that year, and he came back early and he wasn't right. And that's why y'all got that win. But go ahead. So um, I also, I don't think most people look at it as a rival, but I, I personally do because, I mean, I just also like to see them play against each other, see the – the sportsmanship that comes out, uh, I think Durant and LeBron, I think Durant probably don't talk it. We know he don't talk it much, but I think he still felt some type of way when they got beat by Miami. So I think, uh, when he got his chance to go up against LeBron again in the finals, uh, with the Warriors, I think it was, uh, a lot more behind that than it, it probably seemed for most people. Um, so for me, I, I definitely has that. As one, once again, back to the Bulls, uh, you know, after 
I think us in the Knicks, the Bulls in the Knicks was a, a, a good little rival. Um, you know, with, with Pat being at his best during that time, the Knicks always had some good defensive um, teams. And, you know, but once again, uh, I don't think I really need to say much other than, you know, the Bulls as a team did their thing over there. Um, Let me interject for a minute. Was, okay. Was, was right. the Bulls and Magic a rivalry? That was uh, he only he was all right. Okay, wait, wait. I don't wait. know what you're talking about. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, oh now you don't. Okay, <laughs> I don't understand the question. Can you rephrase the question, please? Was the Penny and Shaq magic that beat the Jordan and Pippen Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals a rivalry? Oh, he sounds like YouTube right now. Nothing. There's nothing on YouTube. Man. <laughs> hmm. I just one thing I just have to say is, well, you know, I'm making a complaint right now. So my guy can be going the whole year and a half, and he's supposed to come straight off. But if some guy have a little wrist injury, and he's, they just he's a go right, and it's okay. He's, he's a go right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, too much. Who <laughs> is right. giving he's, much is expected. <laughs> Oh man! What happened was Shaq was in, in his own. You know, Shaq did his thing. You know, I can't take nothing away from the greatest center that played the game. Hmm. So yeah, um, I know it sounds. Uh, eh, I got another one. Another, you know. Uh, oh, I got my three boys, and I said LeBron and Durant. And Brentel, you had one of mine. Um, hang on, that's the one I didn't write down. What yeah. was your first one you said? Your second one? No, Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman yep. is, was one of mine, too. Because, once again, you know, that's who we kind of played the last two years. Yep. Uh, but at finals, and, hey, the mailman didn't like the way Rodman carried himself. And Rodman didn't like how, you know, he kind of got made look like kind of little at times by, you know, Carl Malone. But, hey, I think that rival was fun and intense, like you said. I mean, just bring that grit to the game. But that was my uh, fifth one. Yep. All right. We can wrap it up. Um, again, thank you, fellas. Uh, great episode, man. Um, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, Jordan is not the best player ever. I'll just put it up there. Yep. So we might close out with that. And, uh, I appreciate you, Brendan. Uh, you know, we're going to be. (laughs) Oh, man. LeBron. LeBron is the best player ever. And it's not even arg, it's not an argument now. And LeBron didn't have to wait till he was retired to start working in the community. Only reason Michael Jordan is doing that because he feels some type of way. He feels the pressure of the greatness of LeBron. That's why he's trying to give shit to the community. He never did, never gave a fuck. Now he want to be vocal because he wants his little legacy to be cemented. And it's, it's too late. It's too late. 
it's too I think late. His legacy is already submitted. It's you know, too it's late. Dead. No, it's in question. It's too late, oh. fam. You should have did all that when you was playing. You said Republicans buy sneakers, and that's a fact. Fuck what everybody's saying. That's a myth. He never said that. I don't care. I said he said it. The nigga said it. I don't care. Now, all right. So, Curse, you got anything? <laughs> Kobe's the greatest. <laughs> that's even that's even better. Anybody but him. Anybody, anybody but that motherfucker. Anybody. That gambling motherfucker. Yeah. That's why he couldn't give back to the communities because he was always gambling and he had no money. That's Did what you it was. say he was the NBA's Donald Trump? Oh damn! Oh, See, here we go. Wow, yeah. he do got a cult too. He got a cult too. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean. He's great. Jordan is the man, and nobody can be it. Wow. And we'll see. Jordan, Jordan making basketball great again? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, he about to come make the Cubs great again, too. Uh, there we go. <sighs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Love y'all fellas, man. Uh, All right, I'll be in contact. <clears throat> All right. Sure. Peace, podcast world. We'll see y'all next week. Adios.